Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus is our champion. Amen. When he stands up, the Bible says, when the Lord rises, his enemies are scattered. Praise God. Jesus knocked the lights out of the enemy, Satan, on the cross of Calvary. And he declared victory, not only for himself, but you and me as well. Praise the Lord. We can be victorious because Jesus was victorious and we follow through on his victory. We will continue with our series from last week. 1 John chapter 1 verse 3 to 1 John chapter 2 verse 2. The title of the message is Enjoy the Fellowship. Father, we are grateful to you. We thank you for your word. We pray that you will minister to us. Release anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. May the name of Jesus be exalted and glorified. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in the name of Jesus and we take victory here this morning. To Christ be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can take your seat. I'm going to read those verses. That which we have seen and heard, we have declared to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. This is a message we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses from all sins. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to do a quick recap. When I say quick, want to make it quick because this is a continuation from last week we asked ourselves what is fellowship we said fellowship is coming together in one mind with one purpose the purpose being to honor Jesus Christ and to serve one another so from fellowship what God intends is that we be of one mind And one purpose, the purpose being to honor Jesus Christ and in that process serve one another. It is sharing of our trials and our triumphs. We have both in life. So we share that in good times and not good times with the people that we fellowship with. But we also said that we have to come to the grips with certain important things before we 
venture into fellowship with one another. Number one, God is the one who is called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. He has chosen us and he has called us into this fellowship. Number two, the Bible is very clear that God is faithful who has called us into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. So when we talk about fellowship, we said that there is two dimensions to it. One is the vertical dimension and the other one is horizontal. Before we venture out into a horizontal fellowship with our fellow believers, God wants us to be hooked. God wants us to be tied. God wants us to be knotted together in fellowship with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The reality of the fellowship with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ, should be an everyday experience of our lives. As we continue in that fellowship with the Father and the Son, the life that flows through them, praise God, equips us, energizes us, enables us, makes us effective in our horizontal relationship with our fellow beings. And we said from John, John said, that when you experience that, you have the bliss of fellowship, which is you have full joy. Hallelujah. So we asked ourselves, make sure that our joy tank is full. We forfeit our joy, praise God. Even when our joy tanks are full, we can forfeit our joy when we deny the power of sin, when we deny the presence of sin, and when we deny the practice of sin. Praise the Lord. So, Bible gives importance to fellowshipping with one another. And one of the secrets of the success of the early church was, they had good, strong fellowship. Praise the Lord. Now, we as individual believers, we have access to the Lord Jesus Christ, because the Lord has opened up the throne of grace for us. You and I can boldly go unto the throne of grace, regardless of time and place. No restrictions. You can run into the throne of grace, call him above Father, and access everything that God has for us. But Christian fellowship is something very unique. And God wants us to derive God wants us to receive strength from that fellowship. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father as an advocate interceding for you and for me. The Holy Spirit is indwelling within each and every one of us. And when we don't know how to pray, praise God. When we are weak and when we don't have the kind of energy to make it by ourselves, the spirit that is within us prays on our behalf. Praise the Lord. And then, this is God's provision. Check this out. Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and for me. Holy Spirit indwelling in us, shooting up a prayer on your behalf. 
And then God has placed fellow believers around us so that you and I can get connected to each other and get that kind of strength and energy, that kind of stamina that we want to push forward in the spiritual journey. Praise the Lord. We need each other. Tell your neighbor, we need each other. Praise the Lord. You perhaps might not like me, praise God, but you need me and I need you as fellow believers. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus, he put so much importance on it. He he told them that united when we pray together, you can make a lot of impact. When two or three are gathered, I am among their midst. There is so many blessings attached to coming together and having fellowship with each other. In true fellowship, we must love one another. First John 3.11 In true fellowship, we must edify one another. That is, build each other up. In true fellowship, we have to care for one another. In true fellowship, we have to bear one another's burden. In true fellowship, we have to exhort one another. In true fellowship, we cannot forsake the assembling of ourselves together. In true fellowship, we have to pray for one another. I don't know if I have the time to cover all of them. I'll try my best. We'll pick a few and then the rest we will carry on perhaps next week. In true fellowship, we build each other up. Praise the Lord. You know, God wants... See, our Christian life is set in such a way that God expects us to grow. All right? No one should be dormant in our Christian life. God expects all his children to grow. To grow. Okay? So, we need to grow spiritually just like we grow physically in, in the realm of intelligence, God wants us to grow. The spiritual man has to grow. When we feed on God's word and when we have the support structure that God intends, we grow. Grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So what God does is he puts us in, in, in churches. In the, we are all part of the body of Christ. And he equips all of us. Hello. He equips all of us, not some of us, but all of us. Praise the Lord. With unique abilities. Everyone doesn't have the same kind of grace from God, but God has given unique abilities. In ministry also, we see that he has ordained some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be teachers, some to be pastors, some to be evangelists. Why? So they can equip the body of Christ. Praise God. So that we all can grow up to the stature of Christ. And then God has showered, you know, 
grace and, and giftings into the body of Christ. Some are good in administration. Some are good in serving. Some are good in helping. Some are good in supporting. So everyone has this unique giftings. Okay? And God wants us to build each other up. So the gifts are given so that we build each other up. Praise the Lord. We cannot just pull it by ourselves. No one can, God has not intended anyone to just simply survive as a lone crusader. Praise God. Samson was a lone crusader. You know, when you read about him, you see that he was a lone crusader. And because of that, there was a lot of issues that he experienced in his life. God has not called any one of us to be lone crusader, but he has put you within the body of Christ. Now I'm standing here, I am ministering. There is so many support structure that is here. Everyone working together gets the message across. Praise the Lord. So we all have been posted. We all have been given different assignments. And the purpose being is to build each other up. Praise the Lord. Gifts and grace are tools to build people up. Praise the Lord. They are tools to build people up. Now, when you look at tools, there are tools that can build people up and there are tools that can break things down. You and me are tools to build people up. So sometimes in the process of building and rebuilding, you have to use the tools as corrective measure. Now, God gives the wisdom for us to do that. We'll come to that. So what is it that God intends from fellowship is that we build each other up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So use your gift to build others. Amen. Hallelujah. Use each and every one of our graces and tools to build each other up. This is what God intends from us. Praise the Lord. In true fellowship, we must bear one another's burden. Galatians 6, 2. 6, 1 and 2. This is how Paul puts it. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourself or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Praise God. Burdens comes in different size and shapes, different colors. Praise God. Every one of us have unique burdens in life. In fact, when you enrolled yourself with Christ, you know what he gave? Praise God. He gave us a yoke and a burden. He took away the burden of sin which was crushing our spirits. Praise God. He took away the burden of sin that tormented you and me and sapped the strength out of me. And he said, Come unto me all ye that burden and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Praise God. Come, take my yoke upon you. 
praise God, for my burden is light, my yoke is easy. Praise God. So he says, take away that burden of sin. What you and I could not carry, the burden that stuck to us, Jesus, by his power, obliterated that burden. Praise God. Demolished that burden of sin. And he says, now take my yoke. He destroyed the yoke of sin. The yoke of Satan that was upon us. And he puts upon us a yoke. Praise God. His yoke. You know what is so unique about the yoke of Jesus? It's a perfect fit. Amen. Jesus, the master carpenter, he cuts out a yoke that's a perfect fit. Praise God. If the yoke is not perfect, it's just going to weigh you down and the load becomes uneven and it is a problem. You and I have been hitched with Jesus. And he says, my burden is light. Praise God. Coming to that. But sometimes... We have burdens in our lives that tend, that unnecessarily we take upon ourselves, which tends to bring us down. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when you see, when we live in this world, there is a lot of challenges around us. Lots of challenges. People go through different challenges. Okay. So when you see those burdens, God expects us to come to the aid of people who have burdens. Now, listen to this very carefully. Christians are under law to Christ. We as Christians must bear each other's burden. It's the law, the law of Christ. Now, this is not relieving someone of their responsibility. Praise God. Listen, when you talk about bearing each other's burden, it's not talking about relieving of someone's responsibility. As a pastor, I have a responsibility. Praise the Lord. As an elder, you have a responsibility. As a deacon, you have a responsibility. As a board member, you have a responsibility. As a official of the church, every one of us have a responsibility. As a father, you have a responsibility. As a mother, you have a responsibility. As a child, you have a responsibility. Everyone has responsibility. Praise God. Nobody's exempt from responsibility. With the responsibility comes a burden. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. To fulfill that responsibility. But when we are hitched to Jesus, it's not a burden. It's a joy. But when we live in this world, there are burdens that comes upon our lives. And we as believers, God expects us to bear each other's burden. Now, here in the context Paul is talking about the burden of guilt, the guilt burden. Praise God. How many of you have experienced the guilt burden? Now, if you've done something wrong, you know, if you've done something wrong, if you have erred in your way, if you have slipped, faltered, fell, you know what it is. You can lose your sleep because of the guilt. Praise the Lord. So this is what he's talking about. Speaking of one overtaken in a fault. Burdened with guilt. Burdened with discouragement. What does that call for? Calls for the body of Christ who's part of the fellowship to take that burden. Praise God. With what? Such 
gentleness, praise God, that we are willing to forgive. Praise God. Hallelujah. Paul knew that as Christians, there will be occasions when there will be slip and falls. Praise God. You know, all don't have the strength. We all have been given the same provision. Don't get me wrong. Okay, everyone has been given the same provision. I already mentioned what the provision is. Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and me. Holy Spirit within us that empowers us to be victorious. Fellow brothers around us for support structure. Despite this, there might be people who would slip and fall. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now, what is the body of Christ called to do when such things happen? We restore them gently. Praise God. Provide it. When you try to restore someone gently, praise God. You know, you talk, you look at a person who has fractured a collarbone or a, or a, or a hand. You know, uh, when I was a child, I, I, I fractured my, my right arm. And, uh, and you know, they put, they put a cast on my right hand. And I had to uh, wear that cast for weeks. And after that, they took the cast off. And then they put an x-ray. And, 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 and then they saw that it's not still fixed. So they had to put another cast on. So, you know, the doctor or the physician, he looks at your bone. And he makes sure that it's, it's put together. And he puts a cast on it. And once the cast is taken, he looks at it again to see whether that bone has come joined together in a way that it should be, you know. And when he looks at it and if he sees it's not fixed, what does he do? He puts another cast to make sure that, that, that it functions very well and it's healed completely. Likewise, restoration, restoring a brother who has sinned is something that needs to be done gently, it needs to be done according to the word of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when that restoration is taking place, there is a cooperation that is expected from the person who is being treated. Praise God. When there is a resistance to the treatment, the duration of the treatments takes longer. Let me repeat this. Praise the Lord. If you're listening to me, my friend, let me tell you from this scripture, God wants the body of Christ to minister to you, to restore you to health. Praise God. When there is a broken bone, when there is a fall, when there is a faltering, God expects the body of Christ to come to your aid and to restore you. When the restoration is taking place, there is a process involved. And God wants you to cooperate with the restoration. Praise the Lord. So that the healing is expedited and you come back Stronger, better, much more powerful and effective in the body of Christ. When you resist the treatment, what happens is the treatment, it prolongs. And things get worse when you resist. Praise the Lord. So the term that that Paul uses there is paraptoma, which means that It's not talking about a habitual sin or a deliberate sin. Listen to this. This is very important that we understand, okay? The body of Christ is called to be compassionate and gentle with those who err. 
praise God. Those who err, the Bible says, they should be restored gently. Paraptoma means that it's not talking about a habitual sin or a deliberate sin, but a sin that when you were walking in the icy road, you slipped, you fell. Praise the Lord. As we walk in this world, we might have slips and falls. When that happens, God doesn't call us as part of the fellowship. Come together, look at the person who's down and say, Bravo! We knew it. I had prophesied this years ago that this would happen. No, 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 no. Praise God. God expects us to give them a lift and gently restore them. The stress is not in punishment, but the stress is in the cure that God wants. Hallelujah. But there is a difference. There is a burden that you and I are called to bear. God wants us to bear that burden. You and I, the burden that God has called us to bear, we should bear that burden. In that process of bearing that burden, you and I need a support structure and that's where the fellowship comes to take place. Praise the Lord. You know, a good picture from the Old Testament will help us to understand. Moses was told by the Lord to go up to the mountain because the next day the Amalekites had come and they had attacked the children of God. God told Moses, you know, send Joshua out there and you go up on the mountain. You lift up your hands and he goes up into the mountain and he lifts up his hand. And the Bible says whenever the hands were raised, something supernatural used to happen. Up in the mountain, Moses with hands raised. Down in the valley, Joshua with his army fighting. Whenever the hands were up, they won the battle. This man, he's a man. After some time, his hands came down. It became heavy. Have you tried to raise your hands? And you see how long you can do it. Try it. You know, I tried it. After some time, you know... Then you do this. But this man was from morning to evening he's supposed to do this. That's crazy. Can you read? Can you? Do you understand what it means? There are people in the house of God that God has posted as watchmen. Their responsibility is to keep the hands of prayer up. Intercede on behalf of people. It's not easy. Now, just go you know, go pull out the church prayer list or whatever you call it, the church church directory, and you pray from number one to all the way the last person. Pray for everybody in the church and you see how long it will take. Just to mention the name and go at 120 miles per hour, it will take such a long time. Now, if you were to pause at every yield, pause at every stop, every time the Holy Spirit reminds you to, to pray for people, when you are praying for a family, the Holy Spirit will remind you, pray for this topic, pray for this topic. I used to send texts to people in the middle of the night because the Holy Spirit would remind me to pray for them. And then I stopped because I realized it was a disturbance. One brother told me, pastor, stop sending texts in the middle of the night because it goes, ding, ding, and the, the, the problem is I would pray for them. The next morning I would just forget about what that issue was. So I used to like, then I started writing it down. Just, But will not send the text because I don't want to bother you guys. But my point is this. You know, sometimes you need people to stand with you. This man was raising his hands all the way up from morning to evening. And after some time, his hands got tired. The Bible says... 
two people came to his aid. Aaron and Hur came to his aid. Then they made him to sit on the stone and they lifted up his hands for him. You know, that's the support structure that comes from fellowship. In the ministry, in the house of God, we are linked to each other. And God has given people a support structure to raise up the hands of those that are ministering. My brother, my sister, let me ask you, how have you been bearing your burden? And have you been helping those who are ministering in the house of God in bearing that burden? God will hold us accountable for the ministry, for the time, for the grace, for the ability, for the strength, for the stamina, for the power, for the knowledge, for the IQ that God has given us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't think that it's just unaccountable. We have to give an account for everything from the Lord. Praise God. I say that so that we come to the grips that God expects us, number one, to bear our own burden. Number two, to bear each other's burden. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, there is a burden that we all should bear. And the the kind of burden that Paul talks about is, you know, a soldier has a a backpack. Have you ever seen a soldier's backpack? I have not, not been a soldier, but I have seen the backpack. And they say that that thing is really heavy. You know, the soldier can take, cannot take that burden, that backpack burden, which belongs to him, which carries with him everything that he needs to sustain himself. And if needed, Come to the aid of a fellow soldier who's fallen down so that he can lift and he can carry that person. Praise him. Hallelujah. So that burden, that backpack, God expects us to carry with us. Praise the Lord. At the same time, lend a hand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. There are responsibility burdens that God has given us and God expects us to fulfill that. As a parent, let me ask you, my friend, when was the last time you took interest in, in standing in the gap for your children? My children, your children should see us standing in the gap. I know we love and care for our children. We work hard. We bring, we make sure that food is on the table, shelter is over their head, and we give them whatever they need. But the spiritual life, do not take it lightly. Do not take it lightly. Just like you take care of their physical needs, take care of their spiritual needs as well. So what is it that God wants us to do? God wants us to be People who bear each other's burden, not to be a burden. Tell your neighbor, don't be a burden, man, but bear a burden. All right, move on. Next is, you know, in fellowship, in true fellowship, we have to exhort one another. Hebrews 3.13. But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Check this out. Encourage each other daily, as long as it is called today. 
Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day when salvation is, is available. Today is the day when God can come through for you. Today is every day that God has given us. And God expects us to encourage one another daily. Hey, there is no elite class here. There is no super saint here. Everyone needs encouragement. Encourage one another daily, every day. Praise God. Otherwise, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Mutual edification is an antidote, especially in season of distress and difficulty. That's your support structure. Praise God. Hallelujah. God wants us to tap into that support structure. Otherwise, our heart can be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. In other words, God wants us to encourage each other daily. Now, how is that possible? If there are 400 people in a church, is it possible for one person to reach out to that 400 people every day? How is that possible? We'll come to that. But let's look at something. Sin can appear glamorous at times. It might smell good. It might taste good. But once it goes down, you feel bitter, not better. Sin might smell good. Sin might taste good. But once it goes down, it's going to make you feel bitter, not better. Praise the Lord. We really need to encourage one another so that we don't get trapped in the glamour of sin. The pleasures of sin are seasonal in nature. You cannot deny the fact that there is pleasure to sin. But they are seasonal. Just like you see the analogy that I like to use is think about the bubble on the water. When the light hits the bubble, you can actually see rainbow colors on the bubble. But just as you're looking at it, pop! It just blows right in front of you. It's short-lived. That's how sin is. And it's a big deception. Praise the Lord. Dabbling in sin. Addictive behavior. Illegitimate relationship. Affairs, one night stands could promise excitement. It could promise excitement. But when one considers the price tag attached to it, the consequences that follows through, praise God, it would send shockwaves and chill up our spine. Can't use quotes. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, one of German theologians in his book, disciplines of a godly man makes observation when sin and lust takes over a person and this is how he quotes it's a quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer and I quote at this moment God loses all reality Satan does not fill us with hatred of God but with forgetfulness of God end quote I'll repeat that talking about the grip of sin, the grip of lust. If we are not able to encourage one another, what can happen is our heart can get hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. 
And once sin takes an inroad into our lives, what Dietrich Bonhoeffer is saying is that it does not make you hate God, but it makes you forget God. Hello, praise the Lord. Has God faded away from our view? Has God faded away from our fellowships? Has God faded away from our home? Has God faded away from our functions? Has God faded away from our social gatherings? Has God faded away from our events? Has God faded away from our celebration? Watch out! That's a deception. Quite intriguing to see that Hollywood and Bollywood patterns seem to impress and influence the body of Christ than the scriptural view. Praise God. My friend, let me ask you. Has God faded away from your home? No, 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 no. You don't hate God. No. But the God element, if it's fading away, you need to get connected. Vertical, horizontal. Calling upon everyone in the house of God. Connect, 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 connect. We have not been coming together. We are gathering virtually. But let me ask you. Are you connecting? One person cannot connect to everyone. But are you connecting with someone? Praise God. If no one has come to connect with you, can you connect with someone? Maybe you will realize when you connect with that person, you can feed off him and he can feed off you. You can feed off her and she can feed off you. Praise God. There is the deceitfulness of sin all over the place. Ready to gobble and bring us down. The only way you can survive is vertical fellowship with the Lord Jesus and the horizontal fellowship with one another. My Father, we are grateful to you. I pray in Jesus' name that God will enable us to feed off you and enrich our soul with your word. And I pray that all of us will become active, activate ourselves so that we can encourage each other. Enable us to do so in Jesus' name we pray.